rest of the world has been suffering the worst health crisis in living memory, Perth, Western Australia, famously the most isolated city on the planet, has so far remained relatively untouched by the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm recording this in the middle of 2021, a year since our long lockdown, and with the vaccine now rolling out, I've been asking some of my neighbours to reflect on the last year and on how they see the future. My name is Penny Shaw. Welcome to Pandemic. Ordinary people, extraordinary times. I'm here with Arthur in his van in South Fremantle makes it sound like you're a gypsy doesn't it no we just happen to be sitting in the van because the sound is better and Arthur is Finn's granddad my father-in-law name age and occupation Arthur Reginald Pearson 94 retired do you remember a time when you thought oh gosh I won't be able to go back to see Sally or you know what were your first thoughts about it with regard to the pandemic yeah um, I think my first thought was probably that I never would again because of the isolation and the period of isolation would imply that, um, well, I wouldn't last that long anyway. So you were thinking that the pandemic would prevent you from going back to England, that might be your last trip? Yes. Although, here we are a year later, vaccines rolling out. How do you feel about it now? Oh, um... Well, I don't think we're allowed out anyway, but even if we were, I would like to go and have a last look around. But um, the problem is not being able to drive in the UK means I have to be shepherded about, which is a distinct disadvantage. In terms of your health, how did you feel about the pandemic when when we were in lockdown how did it affect you as a inverted commas a vulnerable person because of your age were you particularly concerned about it so uh, because we were not affected that much down here I mean, there wasn't a lot of it about uh, and I rather wrote off well didn't have much long to live anyway so it wouldn't make much difference really Yes, but Arthur, have you forgotten you walked around with a bleach-covered J-cloth in your pocket? Well, yes, you have to take precautions. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you weren't that blasé about it. No, 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 no. Didn't I, want to get it. No, no, rather not. Yes, yeah, so you wiped everything down very... Yes, that's right. Well, being in a household with um, uh, youthful inhabitants, it seemed like a good idea. Pretty good idea anyway. <laughs> Pandemic aside. Yes. And I, I mean, I've asked everyone how the lockdown affects their work, which obviously you're retired, but how did it affect your daily routine? Uh, well, I got to getting up pretty early and going for a walk along the seafront, which was absolutely delightful. Absolutely deserted, quiet, no traffic. It was very pleasant. So you went earlier than usual? Went earlier than usual. Yeah. Because we were not supposed to go out and mix with people. And as there weren't any people, it seemed like a good time to do it. Yes, that's right. So what time was that? What time were you walking? Oh, sort of four o'clock-ish. Four o'clock? Yes, well, it was um, dark then, you see, at that time of the year. You always go for long walks, don't you? 
Yeah. So, so nothing much changed in no. your daily routine. You were a bit more careful about going to the shops. Uh, I was. Um, I didn't have to go to the shops for quite a long time. I think the old people brought bits in. And anyway, I don't have to go to the shops for long times anyway. <laughs> Being only me. Yes. <laughs> Not a big eater. Um. So the reason I really want to talk to you was because I've been asking everyone where their families would have been in the 1918 pandemic. To be honest, most people, A, have no recollection of it in terms of family history. And often people don't even have the people to ask, the people that might remember. And I'm curious, and you might have a thought on this, as to why it hasn't really remained in popular culture the way that, say, the world wars have well, I think because it was probably less publicised than the war. Uh, it was certainly less dramatic than the war. Uh, people just got ill. Well, people got ill. Just that a lot of people got ill, I think. That's... So, so I it wasn't particularly newsworthy, only in I hindsight. Think, well, it wouldn't they... have been broadcast, you see. They were, uh, wireless wasn't invented, so to speak. That's true. I hadn't even thought about that. I mean, uh, aeroplanes weren't invented. News took a long time to get anywhere. I've been researching a little bit and and estimates that anything from 20 to 50 million people died in the pandemic. Yes. So that's a lot more than the wars. Oh, yes, yes, but they didn't do it uh, with big explosions. Uh, And don't forget, quite a lot of them were probably elderly and due for the job anyway. The same as this pandemic. A lot of these figures that we see are only slightly exaggerated because of the age at which they affect. Yes, that's true. I think the Spanish flu did affect a wider range of ages. COVID-19, obviously. Yes, yes. But nevertheless, the elderly would have been the first to go. And so, but you do have a bit of family recollection of it. Only as um, I recollect my mother saying that they... She nursed my father, and then my father nursed her, um, and that must have been fairly early on in the uh, in the epidemic. It must have been some years later, really, that they arrived in Sydney and had to be quarantined because they'd come from initially uh, from Africa. They went from Africa via Australia, of course, to uh, California. And they had to quarantine, yes. So They were put in quarantine for, oh, some weeks, I think, in Sydney. Well, I had a bit of a look at um, the diary, actually, and it said it was only six days. Only six days? Yes, isn't that interesting? Yes. And that there were a number of people, that they had to take steam baths or something, yes. and there was a number of people on there who were given an inoculation. Oh. So... It, there's not very much more detail, but from what I can gather, there was a vaccine against the pneumonia that uh, the flu caused. Yes. In Australia, they called it pneumonic influenza. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Perhaps, again, they'd all had it by then. Yes. If they'd come from South Africa. Yes. Yes. They probably all had the antibodies anyway. And that may have been acknowledged in their shortness of that confinement there. Yes, I think she said they had their temperatures taken every day. Maybe they thought, well, if nobody's got a temperature at yes. all, yes. then they're probably all right. Yes. 
But you think they came to Fremantle before that? Oh, well, I don't know, but I imagine so. I, I should think they have to head down south. Uh, it would seem likely that they would have put in at Fremantle, but I can't remember it ever having been mentioned, except that I do remember a comment of my father saying a couple of the members of the crew had jumped ship and met them again at Sydney, asking for the jobs back, which means that they must have put in at a port prior to Sydney, which one would assume would be Fremantle. And you think they would have, because um, they were definitely people quarantined when yes. they arrived in Fremantle, yes, yes, so yes, you think they would have so. been arrested or...? Well, they probably don't run that, wouldn't they, when you think about it in those days. Just coming in from a swim? Yes. In my sailors' clothes? Well, I mean... Um, Lucky they didn't have the flu, because the yes. Spanish flu didn't arrive in Australia until the 11th of January, and the Puaco, which was your father's yes. ship, put in in Sydney on the 26th of December. If you're interested in hearing more on this story, there will be a bonus episode on my Diary of a Teenage Diva podcast, where I will be reading great-grandmother Louis Pearson's 1918-19 to diary with my daughter, her namesake, Jasmine Louis Pearson. Nothing new in this world. No. Well, they do think that, on average, you get a pandemic every hundred years. Hmm. So... Well, let's hope they're right. Depending on where this one came from, do you have any theories on it? Well, I think the SARS one came from China, and it all seems to come from a a local habit of eating things like bats. Well, that's I don't know what where they else think. They eat bats. No, doesn't sound very appetising. It doesn't really. No. Would you fry them with chips or? <laughs> To put them in batter, that's probably the origin, you see. Of batter? Yes. <laughs> deep fried, deep fried bats. So, yeah, your family all have the Spanish flu. By all, we mean both of them. Both your parents, yes. Your biggest else. sisters would have been, Lou would have been alive. Lou would have been alive and Doris. So, you didn't have any stories of no, no dead siblings? Not in that generation, no. My mother had a dead sibling, a baby which died, uh, and they thought it was mm, something very really contagious, and all their possessions were burnt. Is it scarlet fever? Was it scarlet fever? I don't know, it might have been something else. But anyway, it was discovered later that actually she had been fallen down the well the day before. Oh, gosh. And nobody noticed? Well, nobody took any notice of it, whatever. I don't know. Oh, so this child wasn't a baby? Yes. A baby? What, been thrown down the well? Not thrown down the well, but <laughs> these are just thrown out comments that I've... Through the baby? Been... The baby was crying too loudly. <laughs> I should doubt whether it was intentional. <laughs> It can't have been a baby, it must have a toddler. Uh, and falling down the well might be an exaggeration also. It might have been, they had a stream, I think, running past the gate outside. It must have just fallen in the stream, you see. Yeah, you can't drown, mistake but, drowning but, for but contagious disease. But it may have disease. had damage Quite likely or, a um, yeah. concussion, perhaps. Yeah. Yes, and uh, my mother's father had a clothing store and all the positions all had to be burned. 
They went back to England. I know Scarlet Fever, you have to burn everything because there's yeah. that book, The Velveteen Rabbit. Well, probably that, and, yeah. Which is a very sad story yes. of a death of a cuddly toy. How do you feel about it now? Are you fully vaccinated? Uh, I've had my one shot. I'm due for another one next month. Yes, yeah, a long wait, isn't it, between them? Yes. What do you see coming out of this? Do you see anything kind of good coming out of it? Or do you, is it all bad? Uh, oh, I think there'll probably be quite a good few things that will be good coming out of it. I can't think what, for example. But there would have been there will be more public awareness of that. I think will affect everybody in a not a very obvious way, probably. But uh, we will be changed by it. We will be changed as by a society. It. Yes. Yeah, I suspect um, you're right. Whether for the better or not, I don't know. Probably for the better. When you were a child, was hand washing a huge thing? No, no, it was barely mentioned. Right, so that was sort of. I wonder when I that mean, came in. You knew in that, then. that 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 um, Arabs and people like that had to wash their hands because they had to use one hand for eating, and so it was traditional that they washed their hands. Oh, because they didn't have knives their and forks. Right hand for eating, and they didn't have. And what was the other hand for? Well, don't ask. (laughs) The unmentionable. And when the borders, the international borders open up, will you be going back, back to England to see the rest of your family? Um, Well, I'm getting pretty doddery, so that might be a problem. Well... Let's hope you at least get the telegram from the Queen. I mean, I can't imagine what everybody's going to do without me anyway. I well, mean, uh, we'll just all we'll yes, cease to exist. Yes, exactly so. Are you the same age as the Queen? No, she's a year older. A year older, right. Well, some month anyway, nearly a year. Yeah, OK. Because she's single now. Yes, that's true. Yes, true. Yes. Still a long way to go, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you for listening to Pandemic, produced and presented by me, Penny Shaw, original music by Finn Pearson and supported by the City of Fremantle. If you'd like to hear more from me, then check my website, daisyproductions.com.au, follow me on social media, forward slash Penny. This is a Neighbour to Neighbour initiative.